the assassin who had followed James Hawker from New York to Miami, from Miami to this tiny Caribbean island south of Cuba, stood outside the row of seaside cabanas in the darkness. He pulled back his cotton-worsted leisure jacket and drew the thirty-eight Colt detective from its holster. The two-inch barrel had been machined for a sound arrester. The silencer was cool in his hands as he screwed it into place. He waited a full minute before he moved again. A fresh wind drifted off the reef, and the tropic moon was a gaseous orange above the line of coconut palms. The assassin, whose name was Reynard, moved closer to the cabanas. Sand spilled into his Gucci loafers and mosquitoes began to find him in a whining haze. Renard cursed softly, thinking to himself as he watched James Hawker's silhouette in a cabana window. Summer was no time to be in the tropics. Too many bugs, wilting heat, and it was not unlikely there were snakes, too. Reynard shuddered. Snakes revolted him, as did, in fact, this entire island. He couldn't keep a crease in his slacks because of the humidity. There was no such thing as room service because there wasn't a hotel on the whole irritating chunk of sand. Just stone and wood cabins. A resort camp, they called it. Pirate's Point, Little Cayman Island, British West Indies. He had spent three days there watching Hawker. He'd done everything properly, too, just as he always did. Reynard was a fanatic about the proprieties of his craft. After a workmanlike job of tailing Hawker to the tropics, he had bugged his room along with the rooms of that older fellow named Hayes and his surly British butler. And he had heard just enough to convince him that his employers in New York were correct. Hayes had plans to stick his nose into the business of Fister Corporation, and that simply couldn't be tolerated. Not that Renard cared much about Fister Corporation. It was his employer, nothing more. Just as Dubois Limited of London occasionally employed him, as did the Galchen firm of Munich, and, once, even the Union Course of France. Of course, now, he did most of his work for Fister Corporation, or the Union Siciliano. It made no difference to Reynard who paid him, but the proprieties of the craft required a certain loyalty to one's employer. So, now they all would die, the three of them. It was easy, almost too easy, except for the heat and the bugs and this goddamn island. Nothing to do but scuba dive and fish. Renard had no interest in such things. He had tried scuba diving once, on the clear reef off Bloody Bay. It had been a group dive with Hawker Hayes, the butler, and three or four other guests of the resort. It had amused Renard to think that he would soon be killing the three men he accompanied side by side underwater. He could have, in fact, killed them then. But there were all those irritating fish down there to worry about, and of course, the other guests of the resort might see him. It wouldn't have been a very professional job. And no matter how distasteful he found the surroundings, he would still do the very best job he could. Later, though, his return to Miami would be pleasant, Renard thought as he waited. He liked Miami, in the winter. Since he had established himself with the organization, he had been able to afford to go to Miami for a few weeks every winter. He always took a lady with him, something attractive, something to compliment his own good looks. Like that blonde last winter. Britta? Yes, Britta. Tall blonde with legs a mile long and spectacular mammary development. She was the one with the fake furs and the bright red lipstick, and enough paste diamonds to open her own five and ten. They had had some laughs, one big on the horses at Hialeah.
then blew it all and more on the dogs in Biscayne. But when the money was gone, Britta had started getting bitchy, whining all the time. Sitting in their hotel room, polishing her nails, belting down martinis and chain-smoking. Then she started getting unpleasant about that problem he had in bed, laughing at him. She had made the mistake of turning his inabilities against him like a weapon. Renard's finger twitched nervously on the trigger of the colt as he thought about it. The woman had gotten exactly what she deserved. Who in the hell was she to call him a faggot? He didn't accept that kind of talk from anyone, especially a 42nd Street whore. So he had to kill her. Damn right he had to kill her. He had punched her infuriating face to pulp, then gone to work on her throat until he was sure she would never call him another name. Ever.